0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday night breakdown. Daniel Rattledge and Dave Forrester with you once again to go back all over all of the action in the British Basketball League. Uh, this week we'll start, of course, with the Euro Cup game on Tuesday night, where the London Lions uh beat Prometheus uh Patras 7767 uh in Greece. Uh there was no Joe Young, which is a sizable uh uh, omission yeah. from Patruss' lineup he's averaging 24 and a half points per game uh this season which is a ridiculous number in Euro Cup plays second in uh, index rating um Oni was listed for the Lions but didn't play and we've since learned that he's going to be out for a little while with a with a hand injury but uh Lions basically did what they had to do early on they they scored 11 in a row to and uh threes late in the first quarter and got up 10 points early on
1: yeah, they just look better, didn't they? Mm. Um, firstly, um, before we even get to that, I'm I'm continually befuddled by the the, the financial um, economy of the Euro Cup. Yeah, yeah. Every oh, time we watch an away game, there's no bugger. There's no bugger there. Yeah,
0: the, 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 the it I mean, there, on, there yeah, yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends on where you go, and there was in Tel Aviv as well. Yeah, well, uh, like, yeah. yeah, so yeah it, but I mean, the the, the the economics of European basketball in general. Are, uh, are 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 quite interesting. I think.
1: No, it's amazing. it you know it does you know we've always had this impression, um, of, of the, it's kind of being foisted on us by people who claim to know that you know every game in Europe has got eleven thousand screaming fans and flares. Yeah, yeah. you know,
0: I don't know if you saw the the Belgrade derby in the Euro League. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw the shot that won it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> the, those are the pictures that goes out uh, mm. as the sort of norm, and it 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 is it's fairly normal in belgrade to be fair. Yeah. um but but it's not consistent europe is not a homogenous place where everybody has crazy fans jumping up and down waving flags and and lighting pyrotechnics
1: yeah and i love that whenever we hear about we need european culture which one which one of the four yeah 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 cuz <laughs> cuz actually france
0: is a bit more like us if i'm honest with you yeah. it's a bit more americanized when I, when i when i've done french games
1: yeah so yeah so that was the first thought as ever there's no one there um, secondly, I thought they were really good. Um, they, they kind of, they, they know, they can tell that, that they know that they belong mm. to that competition. You can tell that they have a, that they have a degree of confidence. I don't themselves.
0: even, I don't even think it's that. So I think it's more than that. I think is that they, they know they're good now in that competition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of what I mean. Yeah. But you're right. And, um, therefore they have that degree of kind of confidence in that they can play through what they, what they need to play through um they seem to have belief in um in the staff in the coaching mm. you know you don't you don't see um much in the way of um dissent or of disappointment or anything like that um the very little i remember about the game because i did watch it but i have to say i watched it kind of fast forwarding some of the bits mm. Um, but the little I remember about the game came down to the end and the um, the rookie Greek coach getting himself thrown out.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's spin forward to that um, then because they got up double figures and then Arnaldus uh, uh, Kulboka hit a couple of threes to cut it back to a, a, a one-point game. Still a one-point uh, game with 6.22 to go. And then Lions reeled off uh 12 of the next 15 points and as you say was it his second game in charge i think it yeah, was, it was and uh and <laughs> he's dq'd out of the building which again you don't see often but it's always but entertaining. That, he, he
1: was dq'd out of the building for protesting a foul which then wasn't called
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: Java the, the tried to dunk the ball and there was a whistle somewhere yeah, you know, bench goes ballistic. Coach gets kicked out, and when you come back, it's a jump ball. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, so I thought that was relatively entertaining. It was entertaining because it was we don't see enough of it here anymore. Mm. You know, there's not enough. You know, there's not enough coaches getting thrown out anymore. Yeah, you know? I think Atiba's uh, the
0: only one I can think of recently. Rob yeah. got thrown out of a game at London uh, two or three years ago. Yeah, at- Atiba's the only one recently I can remember.
1: Yeah, March two thousand and fifteen. I thought nine games. Oh, I got thrown out one. Yeah. Um, yeah, at Worcester. Never mind. Um, but yeah, but you know, it, it, I thought you know, there a danger that we get to the point point you know where, where we have so many games and everybody's so familiar with each other that there's a little bit of edge, which is kind of, mm. you know, which is kind of lost, which I always enjoyed. I thought it was a rough edge of the BBL, but I always thought it was fun. Mm. You know, that, 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 that you know, you ultimately, you could, people could go off on one. You know, Finch used to go off on one. Nurse must have been kicked out on multiple games. Yeah, Donald, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, you know, obviously, Fab threw a clipboard across the court. Yeah. Um, you had Donald um,
0: actually. Uh, I've commentated on him getting kicked out twice, and I'm just thinking, how many games would I have done on TV with him coaching? And I managed to get. Commentated twice where he got ejected.
1: Bob Donwell Jr. For those who don't know, Google him. Yeah, um, there's plenty <laughs> out there. Put China
0: <laughs> you. in as well. You'll get a great yeah, video yeah, as of course, well. China in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, we beat, yeah. The, only, the only team we beat. I think by thirty. Yeah. Um, Kieran Hatcher remembers that game. Here. Yeah, yeah. We let him play, and he actually was quite good. Um. So yeah. So not. Uh, but um. I thought London, yeah, London kind of broke it open down the stretch, we, you know, best made a couple of plays, and uh, basically, the basically, what we saw, again, the, the only Achilles heel they have in, in relation to these high-level European teams is defending the three-point line, yeah. because they're not defending it to the same, they're having to defend it to a higher degree than they do during the week at, in the BBL. Yeah. So yes, it was Kubalka in this game who made some shots, and you know, and they're all catching and shoot shots, and that's yeah. what they, that's what, that, and that's the team that's going to kind of if they're going to go down, they're going to go down in a barrage of threes, yeah. I think. Also, they've got their own, they've got a rota- they've got a European rotation now, yeah. and and was, there was very few minutes for the 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 kind of 10, 11, 12 English guys on the bench. Um, it was very much this is what we this is. Um, this is a group that we're going with, and this is a group we need to, to get wins. So, um, but I think yeah, they made, made a couple of big shots down the end, and the um and the coach get it's the vibe, isn't it? You know that you know the you see basically as soon as the coach gets thrown out with three minutes to go, and and players will will never accept this. But at that point, it is um, beg your pardon. At that point, the players' mentality as well. if We lose; it's not my fault. Mm, mm. You know, I, I will never not believe that. You know, particularly when you get up to that kind of that kind of higher level stuff. You know, it's, it's like uh, the players can look around and think, oh, it only takes three players. You only have to be knocked, out, knocked off track with three players, and it's eight point run, eight the game's done. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what happened. I thought suddenly they started looking around a bit, turned down a couple of shots. As I said, I remember best making a big shot in the corner. And, um, so they'd got, so
0: they got it back. That was, I think, the one you're thinking of is they got it back to 66 71 with 133 to go. And Decker mm-hmm. hit a three, and then Best hit a three, and it's 11 points with 50 seconds to go. Yeah,
1: and Decker, you know, Decker is, yeah. And in the, and they won this game without Zubic hitting anything, mm. you know, which was, you know, if you're winning by 10 on the road in Greece and you start on four man base, can't make a shot. And when um, and you're winning comfortably, you're doing something really well. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still good. I'm still I'm still quarter for them. I really am. Mm, mm. I, you know, I, I think in a two-legged game against, against it's a think, game. It's a, it's a one-game game Yeah, yeah, yeah. a one off game against they scout it properly, and, if, and unless they get, as I say, def- destroyed in a in a battle of um threes, then I think they should win. Mm. Um it's also interesting because um obviously we'll get to it in the we'll get to it now because they announced it during the week. The new guy that they've signed. Jordan Taylor. Jordan Taylor. Now I know little about him. You know a lot about him. Mm. Um, but I did Google his resume. It's pretty impressive. Pretty good, and he's, he's been, been playing, playing well,
0: Euro Cup, Euro League level for a long time.
1: For a long time. So he knows his way around. And He's a ball handler, mm. um, which is probably the one area that we've told them that that, that they should um, look to improve on. And the reason this struck me—that struck me as really interesting—was because, you know, it comes back down to the economic case for all of this, mm. right? You know, it, it, I can't be commiserably in any way in relation to. You know, I'm enjoying watching these guys play. Um, they're treating things, they're taking things properly. There's nothing amateurish about the way that they're handling their business, either on or off the court. There's nothing yeah. unprofessional, there's yeah. no showboarding, there's no oh, look at us. It's just really, you know, really impressive the way that they're doing everything. Um I still don't see any way that the economics of it adds up unless they get into the Euro League. Mm. Uh, the only way they're getting into the Euro League is if they win the Euro Cup. Mm. In the, maybe in the next year or two. I don't yeah. think they'll never get into the EuroLeague, um, but I don't think anyone's going to be offering them a, a place in the EuroLeague next year. So if presumably,
0: wrong, me presu- I mean, you never know with how, how, how the, everything works, but presumably the EuroLeague would want to see a little bit of consistent... This is what London are. They want to see this team for three or four years before they said, okay, you can come in. But but as you say, if you win the Euro Cup, you're in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, happen. exactly. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah.
1: that's all my qualification. Yeah, yeah. It just struck me whether, you know, you know, with, with what with the roster upgrades that they've made in relation to Oni and Taylor, mm. neither of whom will have come cheap at all. And mm. we're not talking tens of thousands here, you know. Um, it's probably a bit upwards of that. Mm. Now I'm just wondering if their if kind of business plan is kind of now, no, you know, we know, you know, we can get massive exposure in the Euroleague. No, I don't imagine any of the Euroleague games are with nobody there. Mm. Um, I haven't watched enough of them. But I watched no, the- no, 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 no. I watched the Real Madrid game on Thursday night and... um that was a busy that was a decent game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we'll talk, I wish I could talk about that in the four point <laughs> three seconds So when you're down four. after last week I'd said you can't lose from that situation. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, yeah, you've got yeah. the playing for you. Yeah. Um so yeah, um so I just thought maybe maybe that's what, maybe that's it. Maybe you know it's all yeah. in, it's all in win. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're actually going to get a spot in the, the Euro League. The,
0: the the obvious challenge would be though for that is where they play, because presumably the O2 is the only viable venue in London. That they could play in, and then can it's, you get that eighteen times a year? Don't it? That
1: seven thousand not enough. I I
0: I had in my head it was ten, but I could be wrong on that. I could be maybe the copper box is big enough. I'd yeah, have know to that check
1: po- it. We know politicians can make excuses. And yeah, problems. yeah, that's true. They true. Anything, can not it? In basketball, yeah. politicians in particular. But no, it was just interesting the fact that, as I say, that you know that's a signing of intent. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, that, and what, and I'm thinking, well, what is your intent? And, the, and I'm looking at all the, everything that's being spent, and the obviously there is no real return on it at this point in time. Um, but one could argue that you know there would be potentially in the Euro League if you're mm. playing Parathai, and F S, and Real Madrid, yeah, 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 yeah. Barcelona every week. That becomes news, mm. and at the moment it's not really news. You know, Gran Canaria, Patras. Mm. um you know the slos, slask you know mm. that that's not going to kind of burrow you into the basketball press consciousness the press consciousness mm. of football mad country you know yeah. so I wonder if they're just going to go absolutely nuclear which should be really really good yeah nuclear. yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know,
0: and yeah. Uh, and as you say the the yeah. even the football uh the football market will know most of the teams because they're football teams as well
1: yeah but, just knows so, where the so, football. Yeah. I Exactly. Yes, yeah. you so you've
0: got Bayern Munich, be- Barcelona, Real Madrid, Olympiacos, Panathinaikos. All of these teams have football teams as well.
1: Yeah, and those and fairly decent population supporters yeah. in the London area. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I
0: would imagine, I would imagine Jalgaris would be a, a hot ticket in London. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I
1: remember, remember Pauker, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know, that was a hot, that was, diff- that was different than any experience, basketball experience I've had. So, yeah, so I can see that, um, that being the way forward. So, you know, let's see where they get to. Let's mm. we, we call if it happens, we called it here first,
0: indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, if it doesn't compl- we never mentioned it. Kulboka, uh led the way with 18 points. Uh, Trevor Simpson had uh, 16. Decker, 9 of 13, shooting 20 points and six rebounds. Huban, 14, best 13. So let's move to the BBL game that was on Wednesday night. And that was Plymouth City Patriots, 68, Sheffield Sharks, uh, 63. Um, Simons was back. Nelson and Cook were out for. Uh, Sheffield, I was actually doing a Euro Cup game on, on Wednesday night, but it was the early game, so I managed to watch the last couple of minutes of this in real time. But I watched the rest of the game back, and uh, just a bit of learning made me think of you, Dave, because a bit of learning is um, you can speed the playback up a little bit if you go mm-hmm. on the little cog. And if you watch Sheffield at 1.75 speed, they almost look like Manchester the way they move up and yeah. down <laughs> I like it. That's the right be, window. That could be a
1: really interesting start, that couldn't it? You know, what uh, watch a certain team at a certain speed? How long do yeah. their positions take to? What, what speed? At what high speed do they have to go on to have yeah. their position? The well, same?
0: my take was one seven five for Sheffield. Is a, is a good way of getting them
1: to probably say that would be an outlier. Yeah, you know. um, yeah. Sheffield missing a couple of players. Cook wasn't playing, and um, obviously Nelson's still hurt. Um, Plymouth, you know, what we're learning about this league is that you got to win at home, you got to win your home games, mm. you know, bottom line, you got to win your home games, and you're expected to win your home games, and um, Plymouth on a Wednesday night isn't the easiest trip, obviously, mm-hmm. and Plymouth are very comfortable playing on their home court now, you know, they're, they're getting changed of that Bristol thing going, I think, Um. so um, you've got all of that going on, and it I think the comte I said at some point it was kind of being played at Sheffield pace, but I didn't think it was. I thought it was just being played not particularly well. Mm. I thought both teams were going a little bit faster than Sheffield wanted them to, but no one could score. So I thought that, you know, the, the, the execution wasn't great early on. And um, I thought Sheffield's issue wasn't that they weren't getting the ball at the court, it's that like they were turning down looks and that they were being too... um. um too careful in the way they were sharing. The ball was moving too much. I thought, I thought they needed to be more direct more, because they, they were ending up with one shot and um, they weren't really attacking Plymouth down the gut, which is probably where they're weakest, to be honest. So they really didn't get much going offensively in the first half at all, um, apart from probably Oguniemi, Um mm. Delpes helped them a little. Delpesh started, but Yemi was the one who was really helping them um, inside. The only guy in the whole game who was really able to score Mm. Uh, with regularity inside. He didn't play as much as I thought he might have. And Sheffield, again, struggled for score creativity without um, Nelson because he is their, their off-the-dribble guy. Mm. And that means that Banks has to do a bit more, Routino has to do a bit more, Glasgow has to do a bit more. And you know he, that's not easily going to be sustainable because it takes them out of what their natural skill sets are. Mm. Um, so I think um, the thought, my thought at half-time was Sheffield have to play faster. But have to play, but what I mean by faster is you have to go earlier on the shot clock. Mm. And actually, in the second half, I thought they did. Mm. So
0: just run quickly through the first half for people who haven't seen it. Uh, Hassan and Dusha put them out to an 11 6 lead. Ogan Yemi had seven in an 11 0 run to make, uh, to put Sheffield in front. 10 points in a row for uh, Plymouth had them back ahead and then Williams and Brandon with the. Uh, uh, threes it, early in the second half, they stretched what was a small lead into a into a thirteen point lead, and then end of the third quarter, Banks with five points in a 9-0 run gets it back down to a a two point game and sets it up for a tight fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, well, Sheffield are very much built not to break. You know, the bend don't break, and um, you're right. Early in the third quarter, um, Plymouth looked like they might be trying to, might be trying to break them because Plymouth are an explosive team offensively. You know, Williams in particular, you add in, in when Dusha, and which he's been doing all season, are making threes, and when Brandon is making threes, which he's doing to a, a reasonable clip now, whereby you really got to guard him, um, then that just allows Simons and Hawthorne just to, to not Simons, um, Bell and Hawthorne just to create havoc, you know, with their energy. And then Hassan cleans up anything else. So they are a team who can explode and, and particularly can get you on the break with Bell flying around, Hawthorne flying around and Williams pushing the ball. Um, but Sheffield managed to keep them away from that. And again, you know it was, as you say, you know banks made a couple of shots. and they also attacked quicker. So I think at one point in the third quarter, I noted that they had um they had like twenty five points in the first half or something, and they'd scored nearly as many in the third quarter as they had in the first half. And that was because of the speed they were going, and they were getting to the rim quicker. And the one thing that you can do with Plymouth is you can space them out and you can get to the rim on them because they don't really have a rim protector. Bell is a little bit of a rim protector, but he's a bit young. He jumps around all over the place and often he's guarding the perimeter. Hassan tries, but Hassan's you know, primary skill set has always been offense, not defense. I'm sure even he would accept that. You know, he does what he can, but he's undersized. He's six six, um, and. I thought when Sheffield started really forcing the ball down there early in relation to screen and roads, cleaning out one side of the court and getting getting cutters and you running the screen and row on one side and then rotating the ball to the other side, and Rutino started to turn, the room. You know, the the, the kind of the, the motion of the game was in their favour mm. at that time, at that point. But you have to be able to score in the fourth quarter yeah. road yeah, to yeah. win. This is this is another maxim that's on its way you know you don't necessarily win in the fourth if you're in a close game on the road it's not about your defense it's actually about your offense you have to be able to deep score the ball and you can't get yourself into a situation where you give you've got you have multiple um kind of wasted possessions where you're not getting good looks and you're not getting into your stuff and because what happens then the opposition run off it and that's that's how it, uh, it's different at home you can, you can still stay on your defense at home but on the road you have to keep scoring you have to keep knocking the wind out of the crowd you have to keep them taking the wind out, out of the other team and then um, they couldn't quite do that
0: so let's uh let's get it to the last couple of minutes then yeah. um banks with a, a tough finish 62 61 two minutes to play a bell uh on the next play 138 had an open three and then had to think about it and I was I was thinking, oh just shoot it. Uh but it mm. went in, it went in, yeah. uh 65-61. Um Nichols big come yeah. yeah go on for him big shot you yeah. not throw in. you
1: know, and to, to step up and make that shot when it matters, that's that's,
0: that's mm-hmm. Nichols cuts it to two, sixty-five-sixty-three with a mid-range yeah. shot. Um Williams then misses a contested uh mid-range. Um and then with 30 seconds to go, Nichols with a, a tough 14 foot shot, but Hassan um did a really good job to to get to beat Delpesh to the rebound uh yeah. I thought. And then um there was about a six and a half second differential between shot and game clock in this one. And obviously it's a two-point game. So there's that debate of whether you foul them i know you're in the play defense but i think you're a seven second guy aren't you and this was six uh, seconds, um it? yeah
1: six i'm um, six to seven seconds i think i think I, i'm certainly yeah six seconds i'm i'm wavering yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, oh, oh crap what do so we sheffield, do?
0: <laughs> sheffield started playing defense at first yeah and, and then and then banks yeah. commits a foul at mid-court and because of the, the the way the cameras cut couldn't you couldn't really tell but the commentators did say that Atiba had, had called for it and it was just sort of weird they they waited 11 seconds to commit to commit the foul and it was the team's fourth foul so there were no no free throws so it's 19 seconds left i guess you still got 14 on the shot clock because it's in the yeah, front but you, court, lose, so you lose a second don't you if you got going
1: yeah. The foul you're... yeah six goes to five yeah um I just think sometimes it's a bit chaotic down there, you know, it's yeah, dark yeah, 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 or you know, yeah. noise going on sometimes. And you know, we've seen, you know, I mean, you know, a bank strike to miss a foul shot last week. You should have made it and made it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, you know, yeah. getting messages across to your players at that time. You can't and you, but particularly when you don't really know the players, you're only coaching for ten or twelve games. You know, sometimes it's it's very difficult to say don't foul. You can yeah. easily foul, foul. Yeah, you
0: yeah.
1: Say, don't foul, don't foul because they're all looking like what do we, we? Yeah, no yeah. want to them, you know. So I wouldn't, you know, I mean extending the game's never bad. Yeah, you, know, if you can extend the game, that's, that's not a, not a big problem. But you, as you say, I always took the view that once we get into the foul situation, we're probably going to lose. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. lose, but we're probably going to lose. Yeah. Like, when you were ahead of the game, you were always looking to get ourselves into the situation where they had to foul.
0: Yeah.
1: Whether you're up eight with a minute to go, whether you're up five with 30 seconds to go, you want to get to that position where there is not enough possessions for them to win the game. Mm. And at that point, it's just a matter of managing who's in the game, making sure you've got your foul shooters in the game. And then it's down to the players. And as a coach at that point, you think, well, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They just have to make foul shots, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah,
1: you can't yeah. do any better than that. So, so
0: yeah. So Banks fouls Stoosha with 17.3 seconds to go. He goes one for two. So it's 66-63. Okay. Timeout, advance the ball. Uh, Retino, um down the lane. Uh then it gets thrown inside to, it. sorry, it went down the lane. I couldn't read my own script there. Down the lane, came back up, threw it inside to Ogun Yemi, but Hassan did a good job of slowing him down. Bell then comes with the help and blocks the shot. Glasgow yeah. gets the rebound. He takes a contested elbow shot. That misses. Ogun Yemi gets the offensive rebound. He misses that. Uh, a tip from Retino doesn't go in, and finally Bell gets the rebound with about two seconds left. Uh, is fouled and makes a couple of free throws. The problem
1: is without Nelson, who's had the ball in his hands virtually mm. the end of every game this season, Sheffield are not a team that's made to score quick points. In all those circumstances, you know, they don't have anybody. I think with that absolute first step, who's going to create a disadvantage on the opposition, and that really matters down the end because it's right, very difficult to create a good shot. And with what fifteen seconds to go, whatever um, you want the quick two, really. Mm. You know, you're down three, you want to quick to extend the game. Because unless you can get an absolute, you know, nailed on three, um, which it, it's, it's unlikely, you know, mm. a three-point shot miss ends the game. If you can get to the rim in four seconds, then I'm going make some more foul shots, please. Which um, was the play they
0: drew up to go to Ogudemi. Yeah, but... But, but again,
1: they didn't. But that that's the problem with throwing, when you're throwing the ball, you know, throwing the ball inside in that situation, which is that, you know, he was their best player and it was he's the highest-level player. So I absolutely understand it. But by definition, it takes some more time and it's easier to blow up. If you're mm. a defender, you can blow up that play. Because whereas if you put five guys on the foul line, on the three-point line, and someone's just going to tap the rim, and then, you know, it's either, if you ever see quick twos, it's normally someone going in for an uncontested late yeah. because you're yeah. the out on the three-point line. You know, by putting a guy in the post and saying, let's go and score, as I say, there's all sorts of things that can go wrong. You've got to get the inside pass right. You've got to get the spacing right. You've got to hope they don't double. Um, it, it's just very difficult. And there was, they just weren't quite set up for that. But um, the one thing that struck me about this game, um, Brutino, I think, is my vote at the moment for the best condition player in the league because he just never stopped. Mm. Shot the ball like twice in the game or something ridiculous. But he was up, down, round, moving, playing defense physically everywhere, um, played all 40 minutes. And I thought he was awesome in this game without actually standing out, if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, yeah, Um. Uh, um outside of... um. Outside of that, you know, Plymouth are just kind of on a roll with the group that they've got. You yeah, know yeah. Uh, as I say, they're they're probably at this point in time top five team. I think. We'll see how they do on the road. Um, I think they're that said they're probably two injuries from disaster because they're not deep. Um, but you know, you keep playing until you get them. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and, and they are they have a joie de vivre about them. They do, yes. About, about the way they they jump up and down a, a lot. Moxie. Moxie, and it's a little bit. It's becoming a little bit more controlled. Yeah. In fact, a little, and we will talk about it a little bit more in today's game as well. You know, they are getting to that point now whereby they they can win without playing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's big yeah. because in, because in the past when they weren't playing great, you know, I say in the past those guys that group at the end of last year and this year, if they weren't great playing great, it could blow up. Yeah. You get the impression now that they're, they're a little bit more mature as a team. Um, so, uh, it's a good win. Uh, Williams
0: with 20 points and five rebounds. Hassan, six of seven shooting for 13 points and eight rebounds. Dusha, 12. Yemi 14 points and five rebounds. Delpesh, six of eight shooting for 13 points. Banks had 11. Um, Sheffield with 39, uh, 39% from field goal, 26% from three and 61% from the free throw line tough oh. to win. I would guess it's tough win. I would
1: guess that they also had more points in the paint than Plymouth, which is remarkable. Yeah, know, but yeah. That
0: is, yeah. And at that point, half the league was five hundred.
1: Which I know you want. Well, actually, what you're saying is five fifty percent of the league was five hundred. So five hundred of the yeah, league was
0: 500, yeah. Yeah. 500 of five. Yeah, five hundred
1: or five. Read my tweet. Um, I did. I tried to miss them, but they yeah, keep on my timeline. Yeah. did something you can't about mute um, Where's Elon it's, it's, when you need him? I, I need some right wing race baiting. <laughs> your basketball tweet related rubbish. Let's move to Friday night and something
0: that hadn't happened for a whole week: a Bristol Flyers home game. Uh, Bristol Flyers.
1: It is just moving into the conspiracy. I'm starting to think they're not playing game. away
0: games at all.
1: I mean, I just think there's a. I think there's a, there's something going on here. I think they're gonna. There's gonna be a rule put in. It, um, Christmas that, you know, everyone's got to replay the same fixtures all over again. <laughs> 32 home games or something. I, I was just, just, yeah, it, it's it's beginning to get a little Incredible. bit disconcerting.
0: So, uh, Bristol flyers, 78, Surrey scorchers uh, 60, no Miller for, um, Bristol after that ankle injury. So, uh, Watson Gale was into the starting lineup only the second time he started this season and, uh, Jefferson, uh, got his first start. Um, for, sorry, Surrey, it's pretty tight first half, this Bristol led by six Surrey led by three, but there wasn't really much either way.
1: Pretty tight in so far as there's lots of missed shots yeah, 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 and yeah we, um, But that I mean, allows
0: for lots more offensive rebounds and that's how you win the game Yeah.
1: Um, I'm not sure I mean, I understand why Watson Gale started that I'm not sure that's Um, I'm not sure he's the starting point guard in this league at this point in time, I think he's a he's an off the bench scoring guard, Um, I thought there wasn't they didn't quite get into their stuff in the same way that they had done when Miller was on the court. Obviously, I think Miller and Bell played together at um at college as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a there's a synergy there in relation to that, which isn't quite there with Watson Gale. But for Watson Gale's development, he's gonna have to be a starting point guard. So he's got to start at some point. I, I was kind of a little bit surprised that Samuels didn't start, but he obviously likes Samuels' energy off the bench as opposed to Watson Gale's scoring off the bench. So it's mm-hmm. probably a you know 50-50 shot. Um Sorry, yeah jefferson is obviously lawrence is back as well um but um jefferson is as you see he's kind of your, your archetypal undersized two scoring guard guy who can shoot it from anywhere and, and can score if you give him the basketball um they um have too many players Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, and you know the other Newcastle we will get to in a minute. they have too many players as well, you know at the moment you know it, it's it's be, it's a balance for the coach to get the best out of the team that he's got because he's got to figure out you know who it is that is not going to be playing as much mm. and you not players don't mind not playing if they're playing for a winning team mm. at the yeah, minute yeah. for a yeah. losing team and they're not playing mm. then, you know then, then that becomes very difficult to kind of retain their kind of um, the enthusiasm, the effervescence that you need to, to get performances out of them. So you've got a fight. He's got now. He's got. He's got Lawrence. He's got um, obviously Quincy Taylor, who's a thirty-minute game guy. Got a new guard in Jefferson. So Blazemboos kind of disappeared. Mm. Um, you've got um, Wang, but you've also got Carey. Um, so Carey's kind of disappeared a little bit. And then you've got a fine minute, and you've got minutes at, at front for kind of Johnson and Martin and. Jack me and then you've got the other guys to come back when Josh Steele comes back and when Tio comes back as well. Mm. So that's a tough job, you know. You need to win now, so you need players, but you also need to try and make sure they're all they're comfortable in their role. And their issue, I thought, again offensively, what you tend to find, and this is probably a generalization, but at the beginning of a season, a coach is generally going to be trying to um, put his stuff in you know, put in your offense, put in, this is what I want us to run, this is the stuff I want to run. And as the season goes on, the players get more and more comfortable with each other. So it becomes less structured because players start playing off reads with each other and they start getting the ball down, getting the ball to where it needs to be a little bit earlier. And they take out some of the actions that the coach has got them running at the beginning of the season to kind of, you know, share the ball and make everybody feel good and all the come by our stuff, you know? Um, So they get rid of all that stuff now. I think eight teams in the league are at that point, point. and I think the two that aren't are the two at the bottom, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. because
1: I think sorry, the Surrey guys are still kind of figuring out um you know where where each of the spots are, when can we go, when can we attack? Do we have to set three screens every time we go down? Does it ball have to see both sides every time? Can we not just throw it in here? Does every basket have to be a court marks a perfect basket, and they are all wanting to do what the coach wants, and that's understandable, but they don't they don't want to make mistakes, mm. right. Now I'm sure yeah. Lloyd will the, yeah. want them to go. Lloyd would want them to attack because Lloyd had Tyreek Armstrong last year, if you remember. Yeah. Tyreek, yeah. you know, there wasn't there was it, it dropped forty on Newcastle at the arena without passing the ball. It didn't need to, mm. you know. Yeah. Attack, attack, attack. The, the attack. other,
0: um, the other correlation between those two teams is they probably had the most uh, variation in lineups over the course. Yeah, of
1: the and absolutely, absolutely. So, so what I mean, what I'm saying is that they've still got new players, and you've got to look at how many games each player has played. Mm. Right, and how you know, so even then, we, we think that we think the Trinity Taylor's been there a while, he's played five games. Mm. You know? Ryan Martin's played five games. Um, Jefferson comes again, he's another new piece, he's played three games. Andrew Lawrence has played two games, right? So they're all having to figure out everything on the fly against a team like Bristol who has been doing whatever it was. That was Surrey's offensive issues. I thought at times they were. Um, yeah, I missed out Dobbs as well, so that's ten players, you know. Mm. Um, so um, that's their offensive issues. They didn't move the ball. They've got guys who can score, but you probably, you know, whenever, whenever I was looking at our roster, our lineup, you would always have in your mind kind of the the the, the perfect shot distribution for your team. Mm. So I want him shooting the ball this amount in a perfect world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I want this guy shooting the ball, not not a number. But kind of a, a kind of a, a ratio.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right. So, um, my example obviously, I don't want Fab shooting the ball three times as much as Charles.
0: No, <laughs> that's a very
1: that's a very basic one, obviously. But you do that all the way across your your um your, your your roster. You know, so what kind of shot distribution do I want? Who are my most efficient scorers? How do I get the ball into their hands? How, where do we go when we need a basket? That type of thing. And at the moment, I don't know if Surrey know that. Yeah, and I don't think they can know that because they've got so many, so many pieces moving on. Um, Bristol's shot distribution is basically just whoever's got the ball can can shoot the ball. <laughs> and I thought game, I thought this game changed on the fact that Bristol were freer. Mm. What I mean by that is um it was a relatively close game. Yeah. And then, but then you have Mahan and olson and, and Watson Gale, who, if nobody's in front of them on the fast break, five seconds into the shot clock, it, and I say a fast break, I mean a secondary fast break. Where so the defense is there. Right, but if nobody's right up in front of them, they're just gonna take one dribble and they're gonna shoot it. Mm. They made three or four threes, which broke the game open. Which well, didn't come out of any pretty offense, it just came out of players stepping into a shot that they were comfortable taking. Yeah, and I don't think Surrey are at that point yet. And in no. the BBL, that matters,
0: it does. Yeah, so so Bell and Ollison hit a couple of threes to make it 11 midway through the third quarter, it was still only eight points. In the fourth quarter, but Bristol—this is the bit you're talking about now—scored 13 points in a row and just sort of like cruised home. It, watching this game, it it didn't look like it was going to be an 18-point game at the end of it. Well, and yet sorry, it
1: was. sorry, basically um, missed uh, every, missed a layup every which way you could for the last seven minutes of the game. Yeah. They got decent shots, but no one could finish. No one could come close to finish. Johnson missed three or four, um, you know, and they were gimmies. And I was watching it actually, and I was you know after the first couple, and this is where you have this way the coach has difficult decisions to make because he has a kind of a overwhelming number of imperfect options, yeah. You know, so you, so it's not a question, of, this is this is all I've got, this is what we're going with. He's got all these things going on as to what he does. I was thinking you're going to you need, you know, because you've got nothing out of Jack Dombie in the game. Um, Johnson, you know, couldn't make a, a two foot shot at the end. And then was, there was multiple misses. And I was thinking, well, you know, he's going to have to come back with, um, and I think he's going to have to come back with, um, with Martin as a five, because Martin was playing the four. Now, if you're not getting anything out of your two centres, you know, I was waiting for the moment that, you know, he slips Martin to the five, bring another guard on, space the court out, at least try and find a way of scoring. But again, he's probably thinking, well, we're getting layups. <laughs> you, know, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, what more? It's working, what
0: more they're just not putting working. it in. They just
1: can't finish. And that's when it comes down to kind of the process against the fact that it's a mad game playing, played by um, extremely um, temperamental athletes who can be the very best thing in the world one day and the next day they can't, you know, can't throw the ball in the ocean from a foot mm. um, and the underestimated part of the, the coaching thing. And there's never a, a right way and a wrong way. So I'm not saying like oh, got this wrong. I'm not at all, um, but the underestimated part is kind of figuring out um, who can you have on when it matters, mm. who is not necessarily going to do the right thing, but who is making plays, who's going to make a play. It can be the wrong thing, you know, But if they're making plays ultimately you live with it because. Um, that's what you're dealing with. Yeah. And I don't think they did that. I don't think the max, I thought they kind of went out meekly in this game. Um, and, um, you know, they looked, a, you know, as I say, it was a little bit dispir- a little bit dispiriting near the end, I thought. Mm. Um, you know, you've got to score more than 60, you yeah. know, and when you're playing them. These are BBL games. These are not games whereby, you know, every possession is being fought for, you know, these are, there are shots going up you know, the speed of the game is high, and you've got to score more than 60. Whatever, you're going to tell us the numbers now, but I bet the percentages weren't great.
0: Uh, they weren't. No, I will get to that in a second. Uh, Bell with 19 points and 7 rebounds. Delpesh, 15 points, 12 rebounds, 10 offensive rebounds. That's the second that, time this...
1: That, that's exactly probably why Lloyd's thinking, I need to play with the centre, because Delpesh yeah. is on the board. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But my comeback to that is... If you're already playing with a centre and he's killing you on the board, <laughs>
0: yeah, how's it going to? No, you know, I mean, you, well, you, you know,
1: you may as well go smaller and you know, yeah. and, and 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 try and screw them up as opposed to them hammering you at what they're good yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh,
0: he's, uh, he's second time this season. He's got ten offensive uh, rebounds. He's the first player since Willie Clayton to do it twice I'm in a still, season.
1: I'm still scared of Willie.
0: Willie Clayton did it seven times, so he's got I'm a long scared, way. To I mean, Willie yeah,
1: really, yeah, yeah. really yeah. have to say was the 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 most he was one of the few guys in my all my time in the bbl that i could actually say physically created fear
0: yeah
1: not because he was mad not because he's going to hit you or anything like that yeah. but with the the level the ferocity with which he played i mean if yeah. you ever got to that early he did a warm-up
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah. Which made you think that he was about to join yeah, the Marines. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then he would play 38 things.
0: minutes and he would not he would be going after the offensive rebound with the same ferocity in the in the 40th and the story minutes, with Willie the is that Willie
1: actually, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Willie actually broke, um, he was actually the first person to to, to break a very specific um rule at the Eagles Community Arena,
0: which is
1: um, which is that um other than guide dogs, no dogs are allowed.
0: Oh, you allowed his dog in the arena, did you? Well,
1: I think he sneaked it in.
0: Okay. In the bag. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. Um, we had a dog that he used to take everywhere with him and yeah, in, yeah. in, um including the away games. And um I, I remember before one of our games, one of the games that we played, whereby I think he routinely destroyed us. Um, there was some kerfuffle out the front about where the dog could come in or not, <laughs> you know, and then the last thing we were all about, but don't annoy him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. make him any worse, you
1: know, you yeah. ele- have an elephant in if you want. It makes yeah, yeah. Um, but no, Willie Clayton, yeah, he was, he was, he was something, something special. Yeah. Um, we signed a guy like him um, a year later, actually we signed a guy called John Mitchell a year later, who did the warm-ups the same as Mitt Willie, but wasn't yeah. quite the same on the court.
0: Um, so uh, Watson, Gale, King and Mahan All had 11 Martin led the Scorchers With 15 points and 8 rebounds Jefferson 13, Johnson 11 21 of 71 Field goal <laughs> shooting 29% from the floor 22% from 3 point range The other
1: thing is you know, Sometimes you've just got guys Who can put the ball in the basket Yeah, Yeah Yeah you know.
0: So uh, let's go to the Sky Sports game. Uh, Leicester Riders 100, Caledonia Gladiators 67. No Washington for Leicester. Caledonia led 11-6, but then two three-pointers uh, in eight in a row from Whelan put put Leicester in front. I'll th- tell you the thing that caught my eye, I don't know if it was on camera or not, was when Whelan made the first three, and uh, it had been reasonably well contested he sort of turned to the crowd and arms out and you know and I've seen Wieland do that a load most of the time he does it later in the game than that it's like after the second or third three pointer and it was at that point I thought wow this guy is ready for this game he is ready for
1: this game Schwarzenegger game isn't it you know I'll be back yeah 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 they've been you know I'd say I wouldn't say embarrassed but if you know because other teams lose like that all the time but from a Leicester perspective, you know, that game at Caledonia was embarrassing for them. Mm. You know, it was so far away from um, their the normal manner of playing. So, you know, in many ways, I think it was slightly fortunate for Caledonia that there was the league game before the cup semi final, Yeah, yeah. Um, to get that routine shellacking out of the way. <laughs> um, and there was there's a couple of interesting things. Cal- I mean, just, just, just on Caledonia at the moment, I mean... And there's, there's some interesting stuff going on because obviously Burns is coming and he's shooting the ball every time he touches it. Mm. Um you have Bailey, who is becoming kind of their their litmus test, their vocal leader, their kind of everything. When it really I think it should be onwards, but onwards is your strong silent type. Mm. Right. So Bailey in this game is ultra hyped for this game and not ready at all right? Because he committed, he shot the ball four times in the first two minutes. Mm. He then committed two ridiculous fouls, um, one 45 feet from the basket, the other a swipe down, just, just ridiculous, we sat him on the bench for most of the first half. He then comes back um, and commits a third foul, I think, on Loving going to his right where he didn't guard him properly. Mm. And he sat down again. And um, and then eventually, in the, in the second half, he gets a fourth foul, and fouls out on the technical, which is mm. an absolute—you know—I mean, it's the archetypal baby rookie not ready for the game kind of yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, Spiral—it's yeah. a total spiral. You know, everything from the first foul, from the fourth, from the missed shots, to the second foul, to the dumb foul when you come back in, to the to getting frustrated on the fourth foul, which was also a foul, and getting a technical on the way out. It's like it's like the trifecta—you've done in it all, <laughs> right? But but he's the captain, mm. right? So. And, they, and you know, in many ways, you prefer an abundance of um, energy than, than a, a, a deficit of energy. Mm. So it's not all bad, right? Um, so there's that going on. Despite the fact that he sat down for most of the first half, um, you know, Caledonia continued to, to kind of be effective and they were mm. scoring comfortably. Um, the, you, know, you know, Burns came in, jacked up a few, missed a few, but eventually came back in and started making a few. But what then happened was an absolute um, carbon copy of the, the Newcastle Cup game the week before, because just before they got to half time, um, Gareth overestimated his bench, um, which is a a situation which I think coaches do do at times when they're trying to manage the game. And there is um, you can't manage a game at Leicester. Leicester don't lose at home very often, right? You'll have the numbers, but they don't. Uh,
0: that was the twentieth twentieth uh, home win in a row.
1: There you go, right? You cannot manage the game against them. You cannot say, oh, keep him ready for the fourth quarter because the fourth quarter won't be there, mm. right? And um, you know, you have to be kicking, scratching, clawing, and your best guys have to be on the court. And if they're going to foul out early, well, you're going to lose in the fourth quarter because they're fouled out. It's better than losing the third quarter because they're sat on the bench, mm. right? So three minutes to go, which was just about the same time that, the, you know, when Rob's got his starters back in, and um, just the same time that they, they started to blow out Newcastle the week before when Hamlet sat down, and Newcastle couldn't score. Um, Bailey's got his third foul. Sloan's on two fouls, I think. So so
0: what happened was he takes Sloan and Onworth out. out. On, out. Bo- they were both on two fouls and yeah. Bailey comes in. And then during this stretch, he picks up his third foul and then he has to bring Sloan back in.
1: Yeah, he brought Sloan back in eventually, but even then, not straight away. Because at one point, at the time that that run started, it was there was a lineup of him um, and Burns, Malcolm. I think Baldwin was on, was he? Baldwin and Tappy, right? Something like that, mm. right? And that lineup is just—I might be wrong, so I've got it slightly wrong. I might have over over exaggerated because Sloan comes back a minute and a half, but the damage is done. Yeah. Because at that point, it was a ten-point game when Sloan comes back. Yeah, and I is. was. And, and you get to watching these games, and, and you know it's all, it's a curse I think. But I get little alerts in my brain when I'm looking at lineups. And looking at things and knowing the, knowing the kind of the type of game, the time of game, the pattern of players is probably all because of the, amount of, the amount of the amount of this rubbish that we watch. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we see you see. I get a little, and before that even happened, I've got an alert going on saying you, this this is this is the time you've you've competed with Leicester toe to toe in their own gym. They've won 19 home games in a row. You've got three minutes to go. You've got to close it out now. And if, if your guy if a guy picks up a third foul at that point, so what? Mm. You know, but you've got to keep going at them. And then you've got maybe get them in foul trouble. And I thought that, um, you know, it's it's a thing, you know, if you have um, all those players and you want to protect people in foul trouble, there are certain venues you can't do it. Leicester is absolutely one of them. The only way you ever win at Leicester is if you're clawing at them the whole game. The whole game. Um, so, you know, that basically knocked the the, the the end of the first half, knocked the wind out of Leicester, out of um Caledonia's sails. Obviously, Whelan is playing. Like the MVP candidate that he was last year, Jackson hadn't made much of a shot, but he's always going to make shots when it matters. Um, Thornton's looking more comfortable, to be fair. Well, he did in this game, I thought, and uh, and McKenzie is there, and Menzies is is contributing. But basically, it's their starting lineup. It's always that time: you, you, your starters come out, your bench comes in, your starters come back in. That four minutes, and that's when your depth matters. Right, depth shouldn't matter at the beginning of the third quarter because the starters are playing each other. Yeah, yeah. Depth matters. I minutes mean, 15 to 20 and a half. Right? And then minutes 15 to 20 and the half, two games in a row, Leicester have absolutely blown out um teams. Mm. And then they come out and they make a couple of shots in the in the third quarter. And obviously at this point, Bailey's Bailey's head's gone. Um yeah. Sloan is there, but he's not really there. And and in in their defense wasn't able to handle Leicester, and Leicester were getting payback, basically. Yeah. <laughs> So Leicester scored the last 14
0: points of the first half, the first five of the second half for a 19-0 run to lead 56 to 35. And then after that run was broken by Bailey making two free throws, he commits his fourth foul and, as you say, a technical on his way out. Wait till you get to the bench to pick the technical up. Then it goes on the coach. Um, and that was his evening uh, done. And then... Love to see a player argue back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh,
1: cool. I, I, my two feet were on the side. It should be... Yeah. Like court. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, um, I remember a game when uh, I'm sorry I'm I'm going back and I know I know this will be the drinking game again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember a game when um, Paul Gore's absolutely flipped for us and Neil Wilkinson was refereeing, and um, he got he got called for technical after being not being fouled under the basket at one end. And by the time he'd walked back off the court at the other end, he'd got two more, mm. um, and one of the second one of which was his the. The first one of which was his fifth foul. So the second one of which went on the coach. Yeah, yeah. And I think there was one more mouth, one yeah. more word, and the coach would, in fact, would be the Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm looking at thinking, we've only got eight players. You know, can't <laughs> lose two of them because he can't shut his mouth. Mm. Um, and uh, we had um, we had him, and he hadn't been formally disqualified. I think it was before the two text rules. So it wasn't a
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. form of disqualification. He was out of the game. And um and Neil came across and said, you know, one more technical and Fab's gone, don't you? Which yeah, point yeah. Fab overheard, and he got the team manager to escort him all the <laughs> the gym and swing. get him in the locker room. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not fouling up because of him. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. It was quite an important game. Um, so yeah, it'd be really interesting that you know the, the coach. Yeah, yeah that's, it. that's a good way of losing your job, I think, isn't it? Yeah, is. I'm not fouled out. Fab will coach out instead. Yeah.
0: Um, so that was basically the game. Whelan, Jackson yeah. Thornton Adakoy all hit threes. Leicester just kept on building the lead. Uh, Whelan top scored with 25 points, eight of 10 shooting, five of five from behind the arc, 10 rebounds, three assists, and three steals. Um, well, he
1: is a real. Sorry, he is yeah. a real example for British players. You know, he was he did all right in Leb Gould in Spain. He, he was solid. You know, he wasn't a, a superstar there. It's a Spanish second division. Um, but he went out there, he played. You know, his, his numbers are okay. Um, he has come back to this country, and he has um, absolutely developed his game um, and his mentality. More importantly, mm. um, he's shooting, but you know, shooting the best part of fifty percent from three every time he is open. You think he's making it? He's basically come back to this country in the in the BBL and demonstrated himself to be one of our best players for the GB national team. Mm. No, so with a real argument to be on the court either at the beginning or the end, mm. and you know the opportunity is there, and it's not you know if you play well at the you know, if you play well at this standard, you will get noticed. Now, um, you know he's just an absolute. Um, he's a success story mm. for Leicester, obviously, and part of the part of his success is due to the environment that he's in, no question. But he's also a success story for the league. Mm. Because he's come back and he's, he's just like a lot of other kids. You know, he played, he did his junior stuff. Didn't re- I think he went to America? But might have came back, went off to Spain, and then um, he's come back and is literally is, is out playing. You know, relatively high level American players every week. Mm. You know, and and so it can be done. And yeah. uh, when British players say, "Well, look, why I need to play? I need the chance to play. You got to earn the chance to play." Mm you got to say, am I as good as him? You know, am I going to be as good as him? Obviously, is another one. You know, obviously, has stepped up to the point now whereby you would think he was an input point guard. Yeah. So, and we haven't, and partly because of Brexit, we haven't had that many, it, it's rare, but we haven't had, generally, if somebody gets to that level, they're not playing in this country anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Prior to Brexit. So we didn't really see them. But now, um, because of Brexit, um, there's every opportunity for them in this country to make something of themselves. And it's only gonna, they're only going to get out of this country if they're playing it. When I say out of this country, I don't mean that disparaging. I mean get paid three times as much yeah. somewhere else if they're playing at a level which is above the standard of our league. Mm. You know, and and that is where Patrick Whelan is at the moment. Mm. You know, he is a top ten player in our league, top five player in our league, um, without any of the fanfare of anybody else for all the, the stuff that's gone on. Um, so it's nice. You know, it's you know it, it's nice um, to see. Um, that type of thing happening, and that's that should be a mon- he, he should be a marker for everybody else. It's not about being the next Obi so or the next Miles Hessen. Mm. You concentrate on being the next Patrick Whelan, mm. you know, and then you'll get you anyway you get to be the next Miles Hessen, you
0: know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, i say that. No, that's
0: Thornton was 16, 11, 11 with 11 points, five assists. They had seven guys scoring nine points or more, shot 57 percent from the floor, and eight of nine. Uh, from the three-point range, 24 of 29 from free throws, and had 30 assists.
1: Well, it was—I mean, it was a procession. Um, but I think there is a there is a slightly bigger point to it, you know. And I'm looking forward to London going in there. I mean, that's going to be really interesting when London going there because mm. you you have you know you have to have a mindset. It's not about making players to beat Leicester. You that, in their gym, you have to have a mindset to beat them, um, and. You have to to, to use the phrase. You have to enjoy the challenge. You know, you have to take on the the um, the atmosphere. Not not necessarily the, the external atmosphere, but the mentality that the Leicester players have in that gym. They, they practice there. They shoot there every day. You have to be in that game from the moment on. You have to not take a backward step. And if you don't, you know, they will blow you out. Now, being part of those games where they've blown us out, now being part of those games where we took on the challenge. Mm. But, there are, but you know, there's a reason that they don't lose to many teams there. That's because um, it's only generally the coaches who've been around a while who get that. PJ in particular, you know, PJ knows that when you go to Leicester, you, you, you you've got to be in the back and you see it. So he doesn't always win there. He hasn't, you know. He hasn't won with, for a while there. Yeah. He hasn't won for a while, but but he's been at Plymouth. When he yeah, was at Worcester, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah Worcester, they were always in the game yeah, at Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah, always they in the game. Yeah, um, so. And notice, nobody wins there. Nobody's won there for a while. Mm. And, you know, you can't just walk in there and just think it's another game and think that, that this is how it's going to be. Um, I think the
0: last uh, the last sort of uh, meaningful win, if you like, was um, Bristol beat them in the league in, in March when Crandall got a hand injury and they blew them out by about 25. The other defeats in between were cup games, one of which was the one that didn't matter between where neither Leicester or London it mattered whether they won oh, and just, then just, Bristol just Bristol beat them in a cup game at the start of last season as well, I think. Yeah,
1: just to continue the theme of Bristol were an in-your-face team last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were a physical in-your-face team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that game because I remember thinking, how the heck, watching it back, thinking, how the heck did it go from, <laughs> how the heck did that end ended up, ended up that score after the third quarter? But because they wore them down, Crandall got hurt and but they were an in-your-face team, they were, they were part of the battle the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you're not going to you win a few, you run a few you know, cheap, um, good-looking screen of rolls, and your guard goes off and gets twenty. That's not going to, that's not going to get it done. <laughs> you know, you got a scrap for every possession there, and it, no one's doing that well so far. They haven't really been challenged at home this season. Maybe Cheshire took them relatively close. Cheshire,
0: Cheshire gave them a decent game. They've they've only played uh, a few home games. Oh no, they're up to five now. Home games. Yeah,
1: well, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. you know that you know that sort of London thing. When London get in there, it's going to be really interesting.
0: Twenty seventh of December, I think it is. It's somewhere in between Christmas and New Year. Right. Um Burns had
1: yeah, got a family party that night. Great. Uh,
0: there you go. Uh, Burns, it might be this. Yeah, it is 27th. It is 27th, I'm sure of it. Uh Burns with uh 12 points, um, five of nineteen shooting. Uh Malcolm with uh 12, five of eight shooting. Uh Sloan with 10, 3 of 13 uh shooting. Burns and, and seven assists as well. Burns and Sloan, eight of thirty-two, rest of the team seventeen of forty.
1: Yeah, 19 shots coming off the bench um, in not many more minutes um, when you're a new player. Um, there's a day, you know, <laughs> he talked about constantly bouncing stuff. And for all we look at, you know, Glass, um, Caledonia's team and, you know, how how good they look. They're still, you know, they're five and six after this game, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they've brought in a, a guy again who's potentially, you know, wanted to get slown off the ball, but I'm not necessarily sure. He wanted to get Sloan off the ball just so ba- um just so what's his name could shoot <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 times, which is why obviously he's been starting him and his instead. Um to try and you know keep that balance. Um but by starting him in and basically what you're saying to Burns is you'll be a scorer. Mm. And um that gives him a green light, which works when he shoots seven or fifteen from yeah, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, ultimately if you're gonna play that game, then he's gonna shoot you into games and he's gonna shoot you out of games. Mm. Um, And he's not, I don't think, necessarily good enough to be shooting you into a vast majority more than he's shooting you out of. Mm. You know, so the numbers, maybe 50-50, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe he'll go off on another couple of teams and maybe everybody will take to that kind of rule for him. But you have to be very careful because the other guys, if he's shooting 19 times, some of the other guys aren't shooting it, you see. Um, So you've got to be careful with the dynamics of your team. It's the thing about having a new team. Yeah. Let's move to
0: today's game then. Plymouth City Patriots ninety sorry scorchers uh eighty three. Slow start from the Patriots. They were fifteen eight down, but Brandon had five and an eleven oh run to to lead uh nineteen fifteen. It kind of stayed like that, really. It was a sort of four to eight point game game throughout, really.
1: See that again, Dan sorry.
0: It kind of stayed like that. It didn't really get away.
1: No, it was yeah, it, it was it was the first game on. Obviously, there's no other games on, so I tried to watch it. Um, and I'll try to think back to it, because I've watched a lot today. What stuck out in my mind about this game, um, they started Johnson. Sorry, did. Mm. Which I thought was um, Lloyd's attempt to shake him up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake him. Shake him, yeah, yeah. There we go. Sorry, I was a bit slow on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. as, yeah. as I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. And tush, I'm here all week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to shake him up. So he started Johnson. Um, kind of moved his guards around a little bit. Brought Lawrence in at times. I'm, I'm a bit worried for Lawrence. You know, he's. You know, every time he get, he's clearly uh, ultra talented. He doesn't look in the best of shape. He hasn't played for a while, obviously. I uh, think he's carrying a little bit of weight, which he needs to get off before. The reason I'm worried for him is that when he's come back too early previously, or he's come back, he's not, he's got hurt again. Mm. You know, if he is, if he is healthy, he's a Rolls Royce guard in this league, mm. you know, an absolute Rolls Royce, um, and, you know, he hasn't been, but, you know, if you went back to the amount of time he's been in this league, which is the best part of three or four years, you know, he didn't even play that much for London City Royals when he was with them. No. He's probably not won more than probably fifteen games in his own BBL career. He's been here for about four years. Yeah, and um, you know it's, you know it's it's you know it's he is he's a game changing player. Um, if he's able to stay on the court, and hopefully in in February he'll be on the court, and my worries will be unfounded. Yeah, Uh, you know he just looks, you know it's going to be tough. And now they've got Quincy Taylor, and now they've got Jefferson, and. And Lawrence, and again, that means, um, as I say, Basumbra gets kind of pushed down a bit because, and also Wang doesn't get any as much ball-handling opportunity, so it changes the this, this scope of their team all over again, which is not a problem that Plymouth have because Plymouth is just the same. Yeah,
0: yeah. They
1: throw the ball in, they're going to do what they do, and LVC is going to keep knocking down shots, which was about the only thing I noticed in the first half.
0: So let's let's go right to the end then because um, yeah. they, they managed to get up 10 uh, early in the fourth quarter, 72 62. Scorchers then had a nine two run to make it seventy-four-seventy-one. Yeah, Johnson and... was good in this game actually. He yeah, made yeah. all
1: the shots missed on Friday. Yeah. yeah and then Jack Domy yeah. started playing harder as well and he made some shots too. Yeah.
0: Um and so then Lawrence hits a three with two fifty to go, seventy four seventy six. Uh Brandon with an offensive rebound put back. That was a that was a big score that with with two twenty to go. Just kept them two shots uh in front. Yeah, a long way, just
1: playing hard. Make yeah. Play when it matters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Playing hard, make
0: plays when it matters. He plays hard. He does. Carry uh, late shot clock, Mister Three Williams with the mid range, and that's why that previous one really matters because now you're up six with 142. Uh, got look go. Yeah, yeah, and then um, then Jefferson hits a hits a three at the. Top of the key, 123 to go, 80 to. Well, this, this is the kind of balance.
1: We're going to talk about players, right, and coaches, and what decisions you have to make. This is the balance that Lloyd's got at the moment because he had carrying all the way up to that point, playing the three next to Taylor and Lawrence, right? And he's got carrying for defense. He's long. He gets his hands involved. He attacks, but he hasn't really made a shot this year. He yeah. shooting, like the guy's say, shooting about 14 percent from three. So as a coach, you're thinking, well, I've got this guy, Jefferson, he can score, you know, on the bench. But I've also got Kerry who can, you know, get me a steal, get out in transition, make a play, get an offensive rebound. Offense, defense, where do you go? Mm. You know, it's a, and it's, a, it's an absolute nightmare because there's no right answer. So no. you can balance it up. So by the time he went with Jefferson, and in my view, always on the road is you on the road, you kind of go with offense, or you try and be as clever as you can to get as much offences in as you can. Yeah. Because um, you have to score on the road um, to, to get, to, to keep the crowd down to, to kind of sow uncertainty in the mind of the opposition. Um, but I thought it was, I think we went a little bit late with them. Mm. Um, and so, as you say, so it was a six point game out, came off a couple of stops, Carey missed a couple of threes. He has to bring him in, then Jefferson steps up, knocks down the shot the first time, he catches the ball with three point game.
0: Hassan then uh, with a the score off a nice assist from Dusha. Mm. Uh, down the lane 82 77 109 to go, and then Hassan runs back, challenges Johnson on, on fouled a tongue. Might
1: have, fouled him.
0: Might, might fouled, have him. fouled
1: him. I'll tell you the uh, two reasons I know that he fouled him. one, I watched the replay, mm. but two, they come back on the court. The camera shows Johnson looking at Hassan at the top of the key, saying that was a like a rookie, saying mm. that was a foul, mm. and you see Rashad, like a veteran go so, yeah, you know, as he, he will say no. He, he was like, well, "Whatever," they didn't call it, you know. But before
0: care, before that, Hassan ran the fast break and uh, and and scored. So with yeah. fifty nine point seven seconds to go, it's eighty four seventy seven, um, and there's a there's a timeout. Um,
1: yeah, that's, they, the game, that's the game. That's game, and that yeah, does matter, yeah, You yeah. know, it was called That, that yeah. was a foul. I've seen that. I've seen there was a game. Um, that, 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 I mean, here's the thing, right? This is kind of frustrates me a little bit, right? Um, there was a foul called on Onwas in the Leicester game, right? Where he got the cleanest block. I can't remember, if it was oh, on, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, the yeah, base, yeah,
1: right. But he went across there and he absolutely, you know, it was, it was, you know, you can't call that, right? He got there, he got above the ball, he came from the side, he was above the defensive player, so it wasn't kind of submarining him or anything like that. Right. And the refs called a block. Now, I remember thinking at the time, that's their calls that called uh, called a, a, uh, yeah, a blocking foul. And I remember at the time thinking those are calls that really frustrate me, right? Because um it's a great player, great defensive player, great hustle. And the player looks at it and thinks, Well, what? You don't know what you're doing. You, know, you can't call, you know, you're not letting me play defense. Right? You then and, and the key is where the defended player is in comparison with the offensive player, primarily primarily the verticality, right? Johnson in that case, in that call, Johnson was a foot above the rim. Right, gravity tells you Hassan went straight up. Right, but Johnson lost control of the ball. Now, and the ball went forwards. Now, either Hassan has got the tiniest fingertip on the ball, and then you know whacked Johnson's arm, which would still be a foul, I think. Right, um, or he's fouled. Him. You know, because if he's going to block that ball straight up from that height, it's got to be going back. Mm. Straight going back at Johnson, you know he got to be basically pinning it, right? And he didn't. And you know that, that call is a four-point swing. That call basically decided the game. It's unfortunate, and the rest missed it. And refs do miss calls, and no one's trying to, um, trying to say you know that the that, that it's unfortunate that it happened. You know, I say it happened in Surrey's favorite, Newcastle, when Um, we ran over Donovan Johnson. You also know? yeah, yeah. caught at the end of games, um. But the inconsistency of that frustrates me. That on can be called for that foul, and yet Hassan is not called for that foul when the the offensive player was clearly aggressive in the play. And so that's a seven point game, and basically that is the game. Yeah, um
0: From from there on in, Surrey kept scoring, but but um, Plymouth kept making free throws, so they couldn't get.
1: Yeah, there. and there was I mean there was other one. I mean Lloyd was quite rightly upset about it as well. They got called for a lane violation with about thirty seconds to go. That was um, a
0: lane violation, though.
1: It was a lane violation, but it yeah, wasn't no. a lane violation because Bell was in even before the shooter.
0: Oh, I didn't know his Bell going in. Oh, well, the what happened
1: him. was the shooter went in early.
0: Yeah,
1: Bell was already in. Bell was already in the paint before he even let rid of, got rid of the ball. That's oh, um, that bit. Uh, well, Lloyd, if he, Lloyd didn't because Lloyd's talking about it even at the end when he's talking to the refs and you're saying, well, "Well, he was in early." You can see what he's saying. Um, so. And that's so basically the baseline ref ignored the guy who was across the line, and the and the, the the foul line ref got it absolutely right in in calling him for the foul. But it wouldn't have changed the, the result of the game. No, it so, was still
0: a five point game. So even like if he they scored, there's yeah. still a there's still a shot behind with 19 seconds to go, less than that. So Hassan 18 points and six rebounds. Brandon uh, 16.7 rebounds, five assists. Bell 15.6 rebounds. Uh, Williams didn't shoot the ball very well, but had 11 points and. Uh, 12 assists, they were 55% shooting as a team and 8 of 17 from 3 Um, you mentioned Johnson, 8 of 9 shooting tonight for 17 points, Jefferson or this afternoon Jefferson yeah. with 17 Uh, Taylor, 11 points, 11 assists and Martin, 11 as well
1: well why did they, you know, they scored 60 on Friday night they scored 80 tonight, why? Because Johnson and Jack Tommy finished at the rim Yeah, interior scoring ultimately is what gets you to be in games, you don't have interior scoring in this league at this point in time you cannot win so those guys have to step up and play like that every week
0: so let's go to uh glasgow where caledonia gladiators beat the newcastle eagles 81 77 you know everybody's waiting for this they're probably just skipping for uh,
1: you also know that you know, approximately halfway through the, th- at the end of the third quarter this was going to be a very long summary yeah this was going to be an absolute breakdown of it you know of, of a yeah, game yeah. Of- you on for thirty-five minutes on this. It's now going to be three.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I'd be impressed. Uh, so French into the uh, into the starting lineup for Newcastle come back. We talked about that. You did you did say yeah. you thought he'd be back in the starting lineup this week. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, they're still the same. They still got too many players. Mm. He's got nine. Um, he's got nine meaningful PBL players who will need to play, and that's one too many um in relation to their expectations. And I think, yeah, Cohen, I think that the balance with Cohen and Hamlet and then Kyle Johnson coming off the bench is the best one for them. There's a bit of duplication with Kyle Johnson and Ben Mockford, because they're kind of similar size and none of them are quite big enough to, you know, to, to guard the three. And we saw that with, with Bailey in this game. And then they've got a bit of duplication at the power forward spot with Donovan Johnson and Justin Everett. Um you're quite happy with the duplication at the center spot with French and Defoe because everybody's playing with two centres, so that's not a problem. You can yeah. you know, you consume them. Um not thought, really
0: much, not really much in this first half it was the Eagles led uh, by five, gladiators led by seven, but most of the most of the first half was the basket or so either way.
1: Yeah, and they came out, I thought I thought to be fair, um the Eagles came out with a clearly a, a plan to to impact Sloan. Um, You know, the first possession, you know, Cohen is bodying him and is up the court. So I thought they had good physical intent in relation to what they're doing. They look ready to play um, and they kept slow it. But what that meant is because to do that, to start with Kennedy was guarding slow and so they cross matched. Um, that meant that Bailey had a small on him, either Hamlet or um, Cohen at some point. And they didn't seem to. And given that Bailey came out and shot the first four shots at Leicester, you know, they didn't really seem to have a plan on how to deal with him when he backed people down. And he scored three times in the post. And I think probably looking back, you'd be better off putting your um putting the size on Bailey and putting Everett on Bailey and then and putting your your your, your cross match on Onwas because Bailey is more likely to be attacking at that point in the game than Onmas is, you know. Um, so he scored early, but they kept I know Newcastle did a good job of keeping Caledonia out of their normal stuff, and and I thought French was impactful in that. To be honest, he only played thirteen minutes in this game primarily because of um, sharing minutes with Defoe, who was excellent. But his defence actually, I thought, made a noticeable difference early on, just his size, just his width, um, and being there, and that isn't a lot. You know, it's not a high bar to improve but it's always an improvement on what they've had, and um, considerable improvement. So I see positive signs going forwards with him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the game kind of ebbed and flowed. Um, let's because... move
0: Let's move it on, then, because Eagles scored seven in a row around halftime to 36-44. Cohen got his fourth foul with 4-11 to go in the third quarter, but then 30 seconds later, Fraser did the same for uh, for for Caledonia. Um, what I will say is, just before you move it on, yeah.
1: Darius, Darius was excellent in the first yeah. half of this. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You yeah. Know, Darius, he didn't settle for his jump shot, He got to the rim. He got fouled. He, he played with an intent. He just, um, you know, it's kind of slightly con- concerning when, you know, he outscores your, your three American forwards by himself. Mm. You know, um, which which happened in this game. And I thought because Newcastle didn't really get much in the open court. They don't get any fast break points or very few fast break points, very few easy points. Um, his scoring in the half court was was critical. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that Sloan was in a very kind of rookie kind of game. He was a bit dis- not disinterested, but he wasn't connected to the game from what I could see. And because Newcastle were getting some decent looks offensively that Cal- um, Caledonia didn't get out and run. So yeah, so the, the fourth foul on Cohen, which was a bit of a tough call. I thought he certainly thought it was, but mm-hmm. didn't have a great angle on the TV. Um the fourth foul on Cohn um impacted the game substantially because you then end up with um Newcastle's lineups. And again, it's all about you know who plays when, you know, because you've got suddenly Kyle Johnson's average 20 a game. He came off the bench in this game, didn't come on the play in the fourth quarter. So he only ended up with 12 minutes or 13 minutes in the game, which you were looking at and you'd probably think you'd expect a little bit more than that. But then Moffat played 23 because he got going, made a couple of plays, so coach ran with him. Um, but the problem that they had was when Cohen went out, then Hamlet becomes the the orchestrator. And then you've got to find some scoring from somewhere. Mm. And um, they got a little bit from Mockford and Defoe running the um, um, the pin downs and and, and, and Darius in, on the curls and, and finished the rim. They got a little bit from Donovan Johnson with the threes. And Kyle Johnson got a couple of sneaky baskets as well. Um, but it didn't feel sustainable to me. And um, what happened was Newcastle got up 10, kind of halfway. Yeah, so Johnson
0: Johnson had six points. They scored 11 of the first 13 points to lead 61-71 early in the fourth quarter. And then Caledonia scored the next 15 points.
1: Well, they did, and this is what i talk about. It's, it's not about them the fact that they scored. It's the fact that Newcastle couldn't score. Mm. You know, you've got to score on the road. You've got to keep scoring, mm. you know, because the team is going to put a run on. And they didn't score, and um, I thought Mark well, got bitten. By something which kind of again, um rookie can happen with rookie BBL coaches, which is that he waited for it to go a little bit too far before he looked to get Cohen back in the game. Now, Cohen came now, they got to a five-point, he called a timeout, didn't bring him back in when they got tied. Then they got the next five, and then he put him on the he sat him down with about four minutes to go, sat him on the bench to come in. But the risk with that, which was one which came up was there was no stoppage for three minutes. Yeah. Game played and played and played and played. So he actually never got in the game until there was a minute to go. Um and I thought he was Newcastle's most important player in this game, most impactful player. Um beyond that outside of Darius, because he freed up everything else. He ran some screen and row he ran some pick and pops, he got Johnson some threes, got to the rim a couple of times when they weren't when they weren't um respecting his, his quickness. And he also, he freed up Hamlet and Hamlet has to score for them. So we end up with an end game whereby the guy who needs to be on the court isn't on the court because he waited too long. So he'd lose those minutes um, and Newcastle couldn't score, you know, and so they went in a drought and the drought killed them eventually. Darius made a tough turnaround, jump shot out and nothing. 76-73, um,
0: uh, 2.51 to go.
1: Yeah, which was just a shot he pulled out of his backside. You know, there, was no, there, wasn't, any, there wasn't anything particularly... Helpful uh, created there, and then um, I think they made one. Neither more team, scored. Neither Neither the team scored. team scored for the next you know, two minutes. Another thing is, Hamlet is at this point. Jamie Ham tired. He's played most of the fourth quarter because there's not been a rotation because Cohen's been in foul trouble. Um, ben Mockford is tired, so Ben Mockford played. You know Ben Mockford probably played too many minutes, but then again, no one could come out in for, for three minutes. So you know my mind, my mindset is always, you know, you, you got to get you know, the, the guys you want to finish the game. You get them in with six minutes to go. And you get them in. And if you have to go a timeout to get them in, you get them in. And if you have to go a second timeout to call, get them in, you get them in because you're going to go down with the guys that you want on the court. Mm. And you wanted Cohen on the court for three minutes and he couldn't get in, you know? And so, you know, that can happen in basketball. But by leaving it so late, you know, Cohen finishes the game with four fouls, but he's played like six minutes in the second half and they lose yeah. by a point. Yeah. So it's small margins, you know, it's small margins because that might not have made a difference, but it certainly potentially could have. Um, in the meantime, the little things at the end won the game. Foul shots won the game for Caledonia. Hamlet missed one, Burns made two. Um,
0: Fraser's block as well with fifteen seconds to go on. It was a block, but
1: Kennedy kind of—I don't know. Kennedy, Kennedy's really disappointed me the last two games. You know, he's he's starting at the wing. He had like five points in this game. He turned down open shots again. Um, his energy level is not what it was at the beginning of the season, his closeout, you know, just, just the way that he's, he's, to be a wing in the BBL, the way it is at the moment, you have to be full, you have to be um, full of energy, you have to be aggressive in what you do, because it's a scoring position. And you know, I thought Newcastle lost that with because when with, you know, Mockford and Kennedy, they're getting nothing on the offensive boards from the wing spot for instance onvas or Bailey or or Isa brandon you just mentioned Isa mm-hmm. brandon yeah um you know getting cheap offensive rebounds cheap putbacks they're getting nothing of that um and you know I think Kennedy is best is probably best utilized as a four at the top of the key is a kind of a, a secondary player maker because he's clearly not wanting to um to step up and score the ball he played 31 minutes in this game and um, Bailey his his counterpart had twenty eight points, mm. twenty three shots. You know, he had five shots, and the play that he made at the end, I thought, was indicative of that because it was like, well, there was nothing else, nowhere else for us to go. He kind of thought, I need to make a play, but he didn't really know what kind of play he was making. It was mm. kind of from the wing, it was to his left, it was into a double team, and it, it you know, I don't know. He was saying it was foul, but and I, didn't, didn't, I couldn't see it was, it was the other side. But mm. it was if it had been a foul, it would have been a bailout call, you know. Mm. Um, and you, I don't think they can continue. That way, they've got a hole at the wing, whichever way they look, because they're not either getting enough scoring out of um, Jamel Kennedy or enough ability to rebound in defense and defense and stuff out of Mockford um, or Kyle Johnson. Mm. You know, if they, those are the guys playing the three, the problem and is
0: they're all they're
1: all British. They're all British, and um, obviously they've got this duplication of two two American fours. Mm. Um, Everett, who didn't score in this game, well, actually was plus eleven. Mm. Johnson, who made some shots, but it was minus 15. You know, yeah. so again, coach has got a decision as to which one he plays, and they're not they're not good decisions to make because they're both giving you something but taking something away.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, and so it's easier if you don't have that decision. So they've got a kind of slightly, it's a slightly imbalanced, imbalanced um roster at the minute. So we talked a lot about Newcastle there, um, but that's because that was their only game. We already talked about Caledonia on Friday. Um, I thought um it was a game Newcastle should have won because I don't think Caledonia were up for that game. Um, I think they're still working through some issues as well. I think Sloan was, um, um, I would say, rookie Wall might be a little bit early, but he he just didn't seem engaged with that game at all. Um, Eagles did a good job of keeping him out of transition. Um, Bailey obviously went off. Bailey had twenty eight, and Kieran said at one point, you know, they haven't got a guy who can guard him. And you know, at some point, at some point in time, somebody's got to step up and take that challenge. The, The best they could do was probably Donovan Johnson, but. Um, someone takes a challenge or alternatively you you, you make them throw the ball somewhere else. Um, And Jeremiah Jeremiah Bay is a really interesting one at the moment because as I say I noticed on the stat sheet he was a captain which he's a rookie which is rare. You know he could easily be Ali Fraser or or Johnny Bunyan but it's no it's him. So Gareth's obviously seen something in him. Probably why Gareth wasn't that upset with him on Friday night. It was a learning experience for him. He's come out in a team which is guard heavy who are shooting shots and he's come out in the last two games or three games putting up 20 plus shots. Confident in his ability, mm. um, and, and frankly, he's playing like he gives a damn. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean he's smart in really the he's doing it, because at times he is, and at times he isn't. But um, he's becoming their heartbeat. Um, and yeah. to get to that point at this part of the season, when you've had ball dominant guards, and you, you know that's pretty impressive. Mm so so he's one to look out for. See which way he goes. Um, you know they're a tough team to beat at home because they do play well at home. Um, but they didn't play well tonight. Didn't play particularly well tonight. And I thought Newcastle's game plan was pretty good. Their defense was pretty good, but they blew it in the fourth quarter. You know, they had the wrong people on court at the <laughs> in the fourth quarter. And um, and the only way, the only reason you've got the wrong people on that on court is because you've got so many of them yeah. to choose. Yeah, yeah. and you've got so many competing thoughts in your mind about who you need about who's not playing, who is playing and um, yeah, so it's it's tough they would benefit from an injury, Newcastle but um, they won't get one, but there you go
0: So, just to to finish the game off, nine seconds to go. Burns makes two free throws. You just mentioned 78 74. Defoe makes a a three point shot on a good play. Probably took them a little longer than they would have liked. Just on
1: this one, just a rant from me because you know, Darius needs to stop shooting 20 footers and start shooting 23 footers. Yeah, fed up with it. 15 footers, fine, right? But he can shoot, he doesn't shoot them. He can space the court and he can shoot. You know, and he made one play with at the end of the third court in a cup game down there. He's made. He's He's probably shot two all season. Mm. I don't understand why. Why. The, why. Um. He's continuing, you know, to be allowed to shoot twenty footers when if he takes two steps back, he gets an extra point.
0: Mm.
1: You know, and more spacing. So yeah, so he knocked it down like he knocked it down like a shooter. Yeah, he, he did. Looked, you know, he knocked it down in rhythm, stepping into it, knocking the shot down. So he thought, oh, maybe there's something in this game yeah. and that
0: seventy eight, seventy seven that. Timeout, yeah. advanceable, almost a five-second violation. They only just got it in in time, but Sloan got it.
1: Yeah, that but I did, um, after, obviously, with my um, entirely rules tinted and biased specs on, yeah. I actually got back and put a stopwatch on it.
0: Oh, did you? Um,
1: about 4.4, it was fine.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, so almost a five-second. Almost um, five seconds. Yeah. And then Sloan cleverly waited for the contact and then threw up a shot, and it goes it in. Bad. and it's, I
1: thought it was a bad um, call. I don't think it changed the game. I, w- I watched it back. I thought um, he had two hands on his hip. Uh, Hamlet had two hands on his hips. He kind of pump faked and then he shot it. So I thought there was a definite a movement after he had the, after the contact. Mm. And I don't think you get that call in the NBA or in anywhere else. I think the ref's got, the ref got contact. It's a great play by Sloan though. Because mm. no, in those situations that whatever he does is this, handle yeah, yeah, yeah. the ball, hit yeah, the, yeah. the contact and he threw. You know, Obviously if it doesn't go in, it doesn't really matter. Maybe got yeah. three shots. But um, uh, you, you know it was a great play by him. He made the shot, which kind of ended the game. Yeah. But I, I think if you if I look at that back, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, when when the, when the contact was made, um, he may have been in his triple threat position, but that's not a shooting motion. Mm. You know, it's like, the, like in the NBA when they do the sweep through stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. They, they say that's the sweep the sweep through get fouled and then go up and shoot. The refs won't give that as a shooting foul anymore, quite rightly. Because you're not when you're shooting motion, but it's a t- touch and touch and go call, and I don't think anything particularly um, was missed as a result. No, so he may, he, sportsman they call on Kyle Johnson actually in this game halfway through the fourth. You court.
0: know what? I watched it back because I couldn't see where the foul was, he and I him watched his arm. Yeah, I watched it back, and it took me about seven goes to see where the foul was. Yeah, I, I was I, like, I, I can't see where the foul was, but because he's grabbed his arm. And it's theoretically transition, isn't it? He's last man. It's
1: well, I think it was Well, we were, I thought it wasn't the last man it was a it was kind of a not no play on the ball call. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if he grabbed his arm or if his arm made contact. Maybe I'm looking at it with a bit of bias. I don't know. Well, it but, took you know, me six goes, you know, and then I went, "Oh, actually, team. it yeah. is actually." And I sport. did see, I did see that, I did see the contact. But I, I think yeah. you've got to decide. To be on Sports tonight, you've got to decide that's more than inadvertent. And I'm not sure I could do that on that evidence. But so be it. You know. And I'm not saying that because the Eagles game. That's because we talk about all the on Sports Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, there was one where
0: Achara uh, was thinking it was nice an like, but i did text him on oh, every nah, 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 so he reached for that was a play on the ball and it wasn't a fact you know that, was, yeah,
1: a per- that yeah. was a play on the ball yeah he actually did steal the and, ball. He,
0: and he wasn't last man so coming oh. in from the side is fine um so uh bailey with 28 points and nine rebounds burns 13 sloan Tappe fraser all had 10 defoe 8 of 12 shooting for 20 points hamlet uh with 19 the only two players in double figures and i've not written down the Cheshire score um, as we move to that. Cheshire Phoenix yeah. 74, London Lions 89. Otra Robia back for Cheshire. Hudson was back but didn't play. Only we've discovered is out with a hand injury. Composer is out. Philip confirmed out for the rest of the season. Zubcic, uh rested, presumably, uh, or inactive. Uh, and so that meant Komagam uh, into the uh, starters for London. I didn't think London looked quite on it in the first few minutes but i didn't think cheshire took advantage of it and then when london got on it it went 11-2 and they're up 10.
1: well firstly they're starting the kid in the starting lineup you know who hasn't been in the rotation so suddenly he's in the starting lineup that's going to change things a little bit um secondly they're playing against a four out team a five out team and will neighbors standing out there shooting shots you know so that's, that's an adjustment for them as well um Interestingly, obviously we know Owen's out, but Oni's British, so they're saying Taylor. We don't know if they're gonna be playing Taylor and BBL or not. We probably mm. assume that they're not. I was thinking maybe they might I don't know what the rules are. The rules never the rules up until last year, which is the last I was involved, um, was um that you couldn't register and de- you couldn't register six and play five. You had to register and deregister. Yeah. You can only have five registered at any one point. And, and there was a the-
0: limit to how many times you could there was, it, it was
1: nine. Thinking, I think the closest at the minute on Newcastle. Newcastle have used eight, um, but there was nine. I don't know if it's still in place. I, I do know either. that. I do know that London were trying to get it removed. but That was eighteen months ago, so I don't know if that's changed. Mm. And 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 the logic of it was, well, look, if we can sign six Americans and one's injured, why can't we play the other one? You know, uh, which kind of I, I rather supported actually. Um, it was there's a risk that it kind of makes the rich richer and the poor poorer. You know, it kind of accentuates differences been rich because you can carry extra players in their squad um my kind of thought was well they're rich enough already Doesn't yeah, 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 yeah. we may as well give them if, if we are going to be behind this european um, escapade we may as well give them every opportunity to succeed and um similarly you know if a player is it never really struck me as made much sense to be honest if a player is injured for a couple of months um why you would need to why you just couldn't keep him registered, why you'd have to deregister and then register him again, which I think there might have even been an extra payment for. Mm-hmm. Never made sense to me. Anyway, um so I thought that maybe they'd be resting KUFAS for the BBL because he's but um, he was he was there at Cheshire and obviously Zubchich wasn't because the only five that they can change would be best, Kufos, Huban, um Zubchich or um KUFOS.
0: Decker, you missed that Decker.
1: I missed Decker, yeah, of course, because I never think about him. Yeah, I missed Decker, sorry. Um, So it would have to be one of those who wasn't playing. So it might just be Taylor's just there for the the Euro Cup games. Mm. Um, I thought, I watched the first quarter of this at the halftime in the the Eagles game. um, And I thought Cheshire played with um, their normal intensity. I thought they played hard. I thought they were overmatched physically unfortunately um you know Larios missed a couple of layups which you wouldn't ordinarily miss just because of the size of the the guys teague struggled a little bit inside as well um i thought they exploited comigan quite well they attacked him um and neighbor made a few threes to keep them in it but um kufos was really good you know, he hasn't been really good in every BBL game this year, but he was really good, he looked healthy, and he just looks... He plays at such a languid pace for a seven-footer. You know, he catches the basketball where... He, when he's when he's right, when he's in rhythm, there's a rhythm to what he's doing. There's a, a kind of a fundamental ability which kind of counteracts his lack of quickness. And he's got size, but he's got more than that. He's got touch, he's got, he's got his body control, he knows his own body, he knows his own game, you know? And I thought he was really good. And I thought basically what happened was that London wore down Cheshire with their defense. And London's defense, I thought, was really good because yeah, yeah. once they got used to the fact that they were playing a five-out team, they started scrambling.
0: Yeah.
1: And when they were scrambling out there, they got such size, and they got Sharma or Kufos in the middle that the lanes are very, very difficult. Cheshire needed to find the right guy with the ball in the right place on the, on multiple rotations. They get the opportunity of making a shot.
0: There was a play, and I think it was late in the second quarter, where Anderson had a a long, difficult three point shot uh, at the end of the shot clock that hit, that didn't hit the ring. I think it hit the backboard and came out, and London uh, went down the other end, and then uh, Queeley just drove to the basket and laid it in, and it was that was almost like a microcosm of the game in how hard it was for. Cheshire to get a bad shot versus how easy it was for London to get a good shot.
1: Yeah, that's right. And um actually, you know, Queery I thought was quite good in this game, actually really good in this game, because it looks like he's he had a couple of times that he pulled out a deck and move with a Euro step finish with his left hand. That's what he's gonna be. He's only I think he's only 21, you know, 22. Mm. He's a real you know, he's he's got a really obviously he's been hyped from when he was 13, but he's still young in relation to professional basketball, in relation to actually playing. And you know he's another one that we should be hopefully promoting through through the league and 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 promoting towards the GB team. And this game, you know his, his defense is good, and his physicality was good, but this game he actually finished in transition as well. He got a backdoor cut for a dunk as well. Um, and but you know they're bringing Soko off the bench, mm. they're bringing Hooban off the bench. How we man, you know, how we man. You know, it's so tough for for, for Joshua, who are basically. Know exactly what they are. They've got their eight man rotation, nine with Ulf, but Ulf, you know, they're, they're, if they need the extra big to, to kind of eat up some minutes. But they're all under their tip. They're an absolute um, microcosm um, of a BBR team. They're talented and um, play hard, but they're all undersized, probably apart from Jabelle for the position. Every single one of them is undersized in comparison with the Lions. And um, therefore, the way that they win is if they either run them off the court, which they did last year with London. Mm. Um, that uh, was well, a different London team, obviously. Um, or they make a barrage of threes, which London didn't let them do, but they weren't quick enough ball movement to get around. Or, um, London don't show up mentally. Mm. You know, they're the three options, and um, the first two probably rely a little bit on the third.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you
1: yeah. know London don't show them. and at this point in time London has shown no signs of not showing no, them no, they're just and and you know not, right now it is kind of you know and this was a this was a 20 point game and, and you know Nelson made sure well this is this
0: is if you if you go in the American sort of thing of a trap game
1: this this
0: is it isn't it you're on the road in a small gym against a team you've already beaten twice when you've been in Greece on uh, Wednesday and you're going to Turkey on Next Wednesday, and yeah. and yet it was comfortable it, it, for them it was one day, comfortable, yeah. and it wasn't and as
1: I say, you know, but it was comfortable, but you never felt that they took the foot off the pedal either. Yeah. That made sense. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think, oh, they're, they're, they're kind of lounging it through this game, they no, played no. hard, yeah, 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 they played hard, and um, and that's what's ominous, which is why I'm, I'm kind of, as I say, I'm waiting for them going to Leicester because I think that's the only challenge that's out there for them at this. Obviously, they'll have the Cup semi-final in Bristol, and Bristol have played a lot of home games, and Bristol have won, and the Bristol have beaten them there. But I think they'll handle Bristol um, in the Cup semi-final. The challenge is, is going to Leicester, who haven't lost a game in there for a year. Mm. So that's a challenge. Um, and seeing if they're in a position to um to, to handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there will be, but see how it goes. That that that's the one game that intrigues me. But no, you know, you know, I, I think you know, Cheshire are kind of in that kind of Plymouth kind of mental space whereby they've got their group, they like their group, they know what they are, they're gonna play hard, they're gonna see where let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. Um, which will probably be somewhere around five hundred winning the home games and struggling a little bit on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, London are just, yeah, you know, looking like a team that doesn't need the two-game head start they've got on everybody else already.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it basically stayed in the teens for much of the second half. Charmer was dunking everything. It did get to into the mid-20s at one stage. Nick's made some threes down the stretch to trim it. Evans with 15.6 assists. Jack's, Jack with 13. Neighbour with 12 and 7. 41% field goal shooting. 11 of 28 from three-point range and 9 of 18 from free throw. Um, London top scorer was Soka with twelve. They had seven players score between nine and twelve points, and all but Comagum scored. They shot fifty-eight percent from the floor and had fifty bench points.
1: I mean, it's in- the interesting thing is, look, you know, from a kind of over, over, overlooking perspective, Ward Hibbert playing, Wheelie's playing, Caboza I know that would have been playing if he was healthy as the season goes on. Solawad is playing and playing very well. Um, so that's three GB players. We've been told Phillips not going to play the whole season in that release, I think. Yeah. That's three GB players who are on the cusp of the GB squad in a position that we're not strong, in, which is on the wing. Mm. so is so, so a guard, but Ward, Hibbert and Quealy, right? Um, they're behind, you know, Whelan, but, you know, Mockford's not going to be around for long. So there's going to be spots there. You know Hessen's off in Japan, so he's not gonna be playing on the wing. Um, so there are spots there for people like Ward, and Queerley to go and get. You know, as I say, Jamel's what Jamel's 31 32? You know, so um, there are minutes there to be obtained. So, can those players be developed in their skill set by playing with people and practicing with people like Decker and Kufos and Huban? Um, which can benefit of the national team, you know, that that has to be this is we, we need that synergy, you know, um, and just. On that point to, to extend an already r- remarkably and ridiculously long talking shop. Mm-hmm. Um the um new CEO's um been appointed.
0: Indeed, yes.
1: Um Aaron Raden from um the metaverse. He, I'm not sure. I think he's a real person not an avatar. Um um American, um, nice tight fitting suit. Um looks like he could beat you up in a fight, but talks like a, an executive, which is good. Mm. Um and he did a, he did a um what was no doubt a preordained ordained um, questions in advance interview with Azania Stewart mm. um online. If you haven't seen it go have a look at it because it's really interesting. Um you know I thought talking very impressively mm. um on the face of it about um you know his areas of progress for the league and then um, particularly in relation to kind of the imprint of the league on society and that type of stuff and i don't know i'm not going to repeat everything you said because it's out there so people can go and listen to it but obviously talking about content and and and, and raising awareness and all of that stuff um kind of beyond the, the the normal kind of you know fans complaints about you know two-legged games and stuff like that mm. a bit of far more um over over looking perspective and you know, just for those who don't know, the league's had a, a chief operating officer for last 20 years, a guy mm-hmm. called Andy Webb in, in Leicester, who has been exceptionally good at his job um, in relation to keeping, you know, the warring tribes together and keeping the league <laughs> moving forward and and and, and, and dealing selling with tickets. all sorts of selling tickets in finals. And we all talk mm-hmm. about how, you know, this is, you know, he's, you know, really, done. but he's been chief operating officer. So he's very much been kind of the hamster running on the wheel to keep it mm-hmm. turning. Mm-hmm. And now what I was encouraged with 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 Aaron Raiden was that um he appears to be the guy off the wheel who's going to try and look at it from the outside and make the wheel bigger. Mm. You know, and improve it so we don't have to just continue fighting to get it to the next day. Um obviously the one thing that no one's addressed yet, be it 777 or um or him, his venues, no one's done that yet. He talked um that they're kind of hoping I think they'll just appear out of nowhere. And obviously Sheffield and Bristol might. Sheffield mm. is going up there as we speak, and, and you know because you can have as much fan engagement if you want, but if you haven't got enough space to put them in the gym, it's a waste of time. Mm. To be blunt, you know I'm going you know seats doesn't really matter. Um, but overall, you know I thought it was quite intriguing and mm. what he said. Um, you know there is a market there of which I know nothing in relation to the kind of kids growing up now and YouTube and digital stuff and. And all that stuff which um he obviously does having having you know worked for the um for, for zuckerberg mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i had words there but no um but he does and then um, obviously being being you know involved in basketball and being in an american understanding the sport having coached the sport himself um so I'm, I'm really intrigued with where it's all gonna go i'm still scared there's gonna be a bubble a bubble might burst at any point mm-hmm. you know if, if the the checks stop being written, then the whole thing will just kind of go back to where we were and everybody'll say, well at least we tried, or more likely there'll be a massive outra- massive amount of outrage. Uh, massive, oh, we should never have done this, that or the other. Mm. But um on the face of it, I thought it was quite an impressively, albeit slightly scripted interview. Mm. Um softball interview, but you know yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but um you know not slightly scripted. I'd like to see a little bit more of their um on the basketball side. Mm. Um in relation to, to youth development. And more importantly, I'd like to see um, some evidence that, you know, GB, basketball, England, basketball, Scotland, and the BBL can work with a Venn diagram that at least touches each other's circles. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, as a, it doesn't have to, they don't have to be on top of it, doesn't have to be a solar eclipse, but you know, you know, they need to at least interact in some way to improve the sport. And I'm not sure about necessarily there yet, and I'm not sure that's gonna happen.
0: Um but we'll see. And then, what do you, you think of the interview? Yeah, I think you were, we're right obviously on that. I think you're right on that. I think I think I think it was it was uh it was a controlled environment, if you like. But but I would expect that. That's yeah, I would do that if that if if it if it was me. Uh interestingly, I don't know if you've been invited, but there is an event this week. Yeah. um uh for the, the great and the good i think it is uh uh and me uh uh not me so and again we've been asked if if you want to send questions in in advance to get to go it's a sort of meeting i think it's players and club officials and people like mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. sort of thing that yeah. have been invited to it and some
1: i'll send you a list of scripted, scripted questions scripted, yeah 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 so, so on your ipad but
0: again it's that thing about engagement isn't it it's yeah. that it's that thing. you've got here In here's somebody who's come in right and we've we've not known who this person was going to be until last week and yet now he's already way out there in the face you can follow him on twitter and instagram and yeah. presumably facebook yeah. and tiktok and all of the other things that i don't do um yeah. and, and and he's out and as you say in the answers that he gave in that we're all the things that people like you and me want to hear aren't they you know yeah. it was all of that so it 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 was what I expected it to be and I'm quite and actually it was probably a bit better than I expected it to be because I didn't expect him to go into all of that because I thought it would yeah. be focused about how do we develop uh the product and so I mean I still don't understand like you I don't quite understand the the whole content thing I don't quite i understand what content is i just don't see how that translates into people turning up but that's why i do what i do and somebody else does what they do because they. My like, you get a thousand the, kids
1: you get a thousand kids in newcastle playing that fills up to jim yeah 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 you know, that's, that's, yeah. You know, that's yeah. it um and i, and, fo- you know, I follow the logic of that synergy, yeah, yeah. I talk about the synergy of it all you know joining yeah. everything together
0: and, uh, and and ultimately what it what it does come down to is the success of the BBL will in part be driven by the success of the development of young players yeah. because because in some ways our ability to perform uh, at an international level, at a European level is is uh, only really going to be realised by having British players who can play at that level because you, yes, you can go and get Sam Decker and Costa Cufas and Huban and whoever you like, but you still need... A core of British players to be able to compete at that level, and it's the one thing that we haven't really seen a great deal of is British players playing at the top end European competitions. That, that you know, I know Philip has played in Euro Cup before, but I'm trying to think of any of the other British players have played. Not,
1: he's British, but he's American British. I mean, he didn't, well, he didn't grow up in, no. he wasn't, he's not a development system. No, and the, therein is didn't. the
0: thing is it's sort of like okay, so if they do get to Euro League. Who are the British players that are going to play? None of the none of the current, I don't think Lions British players have played at EuroLeague level. And I can't think of anybody currently who has who's British who so so they're they're sort of like Lovely. tied into that, aren't they? And then actually we don't just want London going off and doing that. We want to see the other teams in the league, the second, third, and fourth best teams in the league going into the various different levels of competition. And again, they can only be successful by virtue of having, you know, the best British players who yes. are able to compete at that level.
1: Just so people understand, you know, it's not a question of, oh, well, we can create our own football. That's why can't we create our own basketball players? Mm. It's very, very different. Um, the, the, and it's an econ- economic thing. It's not necessarily a development thing, right? Um, The football clubs can pour in millions and millions of pounds to, development academies, et cetera. Because they know that these guys that they get one right and it's paid for. Yeah. You no know, one player, 20 million pounds signing, bang. You've paid for it all 10 times over. Okay. It is very difficult to put that market into place in basketball. It happens occasionally on the on the um, in European, obviously, you know, Real Madrid with Doncic and that type of thing, but they don't make a lot of money out of it. Mm. Now, even then, they don't make a lot. You know, there's no transfer system as such because the, the, the high point of the um, the pyramid is the NBA and the NBA is controlled by a draft. Mm. And the draft is basically somewhere that anyone is going to go. So the only way that you could effectively make money out of developing your own players would be to sign them to, say, a contract at the age of 16, which would prevent them from utilizing the options of going to college primarily which is you know, still a high-level option for for um, British players because it's an, a, a way forward in the game and it's a way to get an education and it's it's kind of glorified. And that contract having a buyout clause of a remarkable amount of money, um, say, oh, if he wants to go and play in the NBA in the next six years, then you have to pay us two million. Well, no player's going to sign that. No. No 16-year-old's going to sign that at all. I wouldn't sign that if I was a, I was a little agent. I'm saying, what are you? don't be so bloody stupid. Mm. Keep your options open, right? So let's say that's a kid who, for the sake of argument, has come through our, our academy at Newcastle, right? Um, and has been playing from CVL from the age of nine, then he gets into the academy teams, and for whatever reason, a growth spurt, or, you know, he's, he's looked after, and he gets to the age of 16 or 17, and the world is his oyster.
0: Mm.
1: Now... We put the Eagles paid for coaches, paid for travel to games, paid for venues, and it's primarily self funding because the kids, a lot of the kids have to pay, and most of the kids have to pay, pay unless they're economically impacted. Um, but there is no return that there will no. be in a football. Game. No, no, no. You know, there is none, and 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 that is the difference. So the only way that um, so it, what it requires is a remarkably long term thinking to put that into place. Mm. Right. And I say remarkably long term, because the reality is, as we know, we we fight for what little bit of media attention we can get. Mm. We fight regionally for sponsorships that we can get, and um, we're not in a position where things are thrown at us. There's no central funding from government, no central funding from Twickenham or from um, uh, Lords or anything like that to put this stuff in place. Um, there's nothing. Mm. So then what you're asking then is clubs to put resources into something that they will they'll ultimately see. No, the fans and the court will see very little, unlikely to see any benefit from. And those resources have to come from somewhere. So where do they come from? Well, they come from the team.
0: Yeah.
1: And that means that therefore that propagates short-term thinking. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah there, there's, no, there's no logical reason uh, as a professional team in this country to run development at all there's no other, than, other,
1: other than filling your other case. than
0: filling yeah yeah i suppose yeah i suppose from that point of view yes but but I, I'm, I'm i'm talking really about developing elite level players mm-hmm. and you don't need you your cvl yeah is about getting kids playing for the first time in essence and yeah,
1: well hoping that maybe yeah. a, it has a great experience as yeah. dad wants to be a sponsor yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. widening the scope of the sport. Yeah. yeah. It more people in, yeah. which builds the soul creator. Now, it's easy. That's, that's I say it's easy to do, but that's something which is capable to do on a local level. Yeah. Right? Doing that on a national level yeah. is virtually impossible. No one's really ever tried it. And uh, I'm critical of Basketball England on this, and I'm critical of GB Basketball on this, because there's been no. um the people who have been involved or are involved in such a peripheral and such kind of a peripatetic period of time that no one ever sees this big, but we have five-year plans, but the five-year plans, how will we get more people playing? Yeah. You know, that's it because that's what Sport England want on these numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not, the, that's not the way forward. You know, The way forward is is root and branch and, and the way forward is to put in place a scheme which are, are financial incentives which work on every level. You know and to, to, to a certain degree that means trusting the professional clubs who are the best and some of the semi-professional ones um in nbl1 trusting them because they are the they have the best facilities at this point not all of them but some of them and the more will and having them come together um and put a plan forward for the rest yeah. of the um, the, the rest of the development of the sport because yeah. it can't be all ground up it can't be Be can't do it you know you, you can run you know, 16,000 national leagues, you know, under 12, you know, under 12 Northwest regional division two, you can run that as a national body, but that may help your numbers, but it's not helping the sport. Mm. You know, that can be run by local people. They need to be far more, a little bit like Aaron. the reason I talk about this is because it's Aaron Raiden and what he was talking about, which was far more macro in relation to everything he's looking mm. at, well,
0: yeah. he
1: needs to start that conversation with other people, both at GB Basketball and Basketball England, and they need to be looking at this in in a macro level as well. And they've got good people at Basketball England, you know, Dave Owens at Basketball England, and and, and done a lot of stuff, and put a lot of time in, a lot of work into information around the world. And otherwise, we're the hamster running on the wheel. Yeah, yeah. We've
0: never had the macro, let's be honest. There's never been the macro, and here is a guy talking macro, so.
1: So that's one out of three. So let's see if you turn up and join in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. right and sorry that was 20 minutes of politics. yeah yeah
0: and in danger of going to a new two-hour record here so i'll just run through the league table and then we'll say goodbye london at the top nine and two leicester and bristol both nine and four uh plymouth seven and six uh become the fourth team over 500 uh sheffield are at 500 seven and seven cheshire seven and eight caledonia six and six manchester five and five Newcastle, 2 and 9, and Surrey are 1 and 11. And we will try and be a little bit shorter next Sunday because we have gone very long. I don't know how long, but we've got to be close to two hours. So we will try and be shorter next week. But for now, have a great week, whatever you do, and we'll see you next Sunday night. Goodbye.